0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible.
0: Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy.
1: And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash Locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today.
0: Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised.
1: Welcome back to Check the Locks Presents True Crime for the Short on Time. As always, I'm John Connor.
0: I'm Olivia Cornu.
1: Saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying bite sized true crime case. Before we get started, as always, Olivia, it's wonderful to see you. How are you?
0: I'm doing really good, John. How are you doing?
1: I am doing great. We are recording these episodes on a Wednesday night. We decided to see if we could get Facebook Live to work, and we just had a 45-minute like Facebook Live session hanging out with listeners, and it was so much fun. We definitely have to do that again.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to do it again. I was finishing up some show notes, and John's like, I'm going to get on Facebook and see what happens.
1: <laughs> I'm just glad I could get it to work. you know. And
0: then I had a lot of issues trying to figure out how to see, <laughs> how to hear, who could hear, who could see. It's a whole thing, but
1: it's trial and error. Cause when I first went to even start, it was like error number 200. You don't have permission to do this. So I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And then we were off to the races. So we will get it, but it was a lot of fun. And if you were hanging out with us and, and asking questions and joking with us, thank you so much. It's like 11 o'clock at night, uh, Eastern time. So if you were up and hanging out with us, that was really a lot of fun. I definitely want to do that again. Well, this week is your week and it is a short on time episode, Olivia. So we don't have a lot of time. What are we talking about this week?
0: I always feel like every time I'm like, I don't have enough time. I got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And I feel snippy. But hey, we're short on time. So we're going to go.
1: Yeah, Olivia, I don't have a lot of time. What are we doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going down to my neck of the woods to Death Valley. Ooh. Louisiana State University is located in Baton Rouge, which is the capital of Louisiana. LSU is the home of more than 37,000 college students, one in particular, 19-year-old Madison, or as her friends and family call her, Maddie Brooks. She's described as being kind, loving, and selfless. Maddie's a sophomore at LSU and a member of the Alpha Phi sorority. She's a daughter and a big sister. She worked with friends at a well-known bar called Reggie's where she would hang out regularly. Reggie's has been known to cause quite an uproar with the police and LSU officials. The owner of Reggie's, Darren Adams, has had multiple encounters with authorities, including last year a man who was found with a gunshot wound behind the bar. In 2016, an LSU football player was stabbed during a bar fight, and at the time this prompted uh, the then coach Les Miles to ban his team from the bar. And in 2015, a man was charged with rape after a woman was separated from her sisters at Reggie's and then taken to his car where he raped her in the parking lot.
1: So it doesn't sound like a very safe environment. Sounds like there's a lot of kind of shifty people that are hanging out there.
0: Now, on January 15th, at around 2.50 in the morning, police were called to the scene of a car versus pedestrian. Police arrived to find a blonde female, Maddie Brooks. So a recent affidavit was released stating that surveillance footage from the bar and nearby businesses show Maddie arrive at the bar at around 10.06 p.m. And around 10.18, footage continues to show Casey Carver, Cavion Washington, and Everett Lee and an unnamed 17-year-old male at Reggie's. The footage continues to show Maddie around 1 a.m. sitting on a stool and stumbling off needing assistance from someone to get back on her feet. At around 1.34, she's seen sitting on a bench by the entrance before falling again in which the 17-year-old helped her to her feet. The four guys and Maddie are seen leaving the bar at 1.49 a.m. and the last footage of the car was seen at about 1.59. Maddie's body was found about 10 minutes from where the bar was. Cason Carver was allegedly driving the car. He told investigators his 17-year-old friend and Maddie Brooks were hugging and walking together. He stated that he did not know Maddie before agreeing to give her a ride home. He told police that she appeared drunk and that he heard her give verbal consent five times to this unnamed 17-year-old before he had sex with her in the backseat of the car. And I'm just calling him a 17-year-old because he's considered a minor in the state of Louisiana and so they won't officially release his name.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. And it's still an ongoing case, it seems like. So they're probably not, you know, naming anything until they decide whether or not they're going to charge him as an adult or anything of that nature.
0: Yeah. And so not long after that, Carver says that Cavion Washington swapped places with his 17 year old friend and he too began having sex with Maddie. He told police that he felt uncomfortable why the two had sex with her and that he and Everett Lee remained in the front of the car during all of this. Carver claims that they drove around trying to find Maddie's house before they finally dropped her off in a subdivision close to where she was struck by the rideshare driver. 28-year-old Everett Lee refused to speak with authorities. Cavion Washington, who's 18, told police that he saw the 17-year-old have sex with Maddie, but denied that he did. He told police, quote, when I tell you drunk drunk, she was drunk. One of the police asked for a DNA swab and Cavion quit talking. No statement was made for the 17-year-old as his mother refused, and again, he's a minor in the state of Louisiana. Police say that she was too intoxicated to consent to sexual activity, and the four men have been charged with third-degree rape. So third-degree rape charges in Louisiana relate to a victim being unable to consent because they're under the influence of alcohol or drugs, and that the offender should have known or should know that the victim is incapacitated. So it's basically the charges rape, but that they should know that she was not able to consent.
1: Well, right. When somebody is like hammered out of their mind, you can't present them with like a legit, do you want to do this question? You know what I mean? Because they're right. just, they're not cognizant. They-
0: they, they're they not thinking clearly or aware of what's happening. Yeah. Right. So the four men have the same attorney that's representing them. And he's claiming that there's a video that could prove their innocence Um, The attorney is claiming that Maddie was in a, quote, coherent state and knew what was happening and that she willfully got into the car since her friends had left her. The attorney also argues that this isn't rape and that it's a tragedy, but definitely not a crime. He told reporters that his clients were there but did not put her off on the side of the road. Now, there's no actual reports that the police have received this video. So, like, again, this all happened January 15th, so a lot of things are still in the works. But the autopsy reports came back and it proved that Maddie had a blood alcohol level of 0.319, which, you know, the legal limit is usually 0.08. So clearly her blood alcohol level proved that she was highly intoxicated to the point where they said those are the levels that people can lose consciousness or have alcohol poisoning.
1: Right. You black out. Mm -hmm. Don't remember what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And then there was also evidence that she was sexually assaulted as well. So again, this is an active case, and so everyone is innocent until proven guilty, but I'm really interested in seeing how this pans out. It's The story overall is just really heartbreaking, and it's touching a community so close to me. And, you know, it's a lot of he said, she said, but, you know, hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it.
1: These cases are really hard for me to talk about, and I know that everyone is innocent until proven guilty. But the thing that I struggle with the most is thinking that it's okay to get consent in that moment and think that that consent actually means something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if someone is that drunk, you should be able to say like, Whoa. Okay. Like, you know, even if you're in a relationship or maybe like you're dating or something like that, right. It's like, you're obviously hammered. Like, I don't want to do something that you're going to feel like you've been taken advantage of later in the relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, especially with college kids and drinking, like there's not always the rational part of the brain, but just being like, Oh, this girl is wasted. And now we're all going to have sex with her is a ludicrous idea. You know what I mean? It's like you should never be in a position where you think that's okay. You know what I'm You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. Like especially having like a daughter. You know what I mean? I'm like, "Oh, this is the kind of stuff where I'm like, "Oh my god, I hope this is never a situation that you're in." You know, and like the odds of women being sexually assaulted is in, like insane. You know what I mean? Like having some kind of inappropriate experience if you're a woman, it's like almost guaranteed. And so it just, I don't know. I like I said I have a really really hard time with with stuff like this.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I didn't really, I kind of touched on it in the beginning, but basically what happened is she left the bar with these four men, whatever happened, happened. And they left her basically outside of a subdivision on the side of the road and a rideshare driver hit her. And so that person hits a woman on the street and then calls the police. And so basically, you know, she is a sorority girl and sounds like she's, you know, in the know and a lot of people should know where her whereabouts are, or, you know, Maddie didn't come home. And so I think, you know, they caught them rather quickly just going by surveillance footage.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, OK, my, my wife has a, a good friend that the first time that I met her, we were hanging out at our house and my wife got called into work for an emergency. And mm-hmm. so then it's just me and her friend in the house. And I'm like, you want to go outside like where Everyone can see us (laughs) like everyone in the neighborhood. Cause I don't know you well enough to just be in the house alone Alone. with you. Right. You know, and not that I would ever do anything, but I also wouldn't ever want someone to be able to say like you did. So it's like having the wherewithal to be like, this could potentially be a bad situation. I don't need to be in this situation. You know what what I mean? Yeah. And it's sad for everybody involved. You know, like (sighs) I was just thinking about this girl. Just being drunk on the side of the road and like, I, I don't know. It, like I said, it's heartbreaking. And this is the kind of thing that as a parent, I'm just like, Lord, please don't ever let that happen, you know?
0: Yeah. And I can't 100% find if a lot of things. So it's a new case. So there's a lot of things that, like some of it is said, like she was alive when police got there. And I read something that she could have possibly been an organ donor. Now, I don't know if that's all for certain or not, but I think that once more details come out, we'll know like, you know, she was alive when they found her. It's more than this. You know, right now they're just being charged with third degree rape. So as this case builds, we'll just kind of see what comes from it. But they did say one of the confessions of the guys, I think it was Carver, who was the driver, I think confessing saying that they had all the guys had been drinking at the bar. There was something that said that the rideshare driver was not under the influence. And that they haven't been arrested or anything. So it's definitely an ongoing case. But I'm going to kind of finish this up with a a statement released by William Tate, who's the president of LSU, because I think it's really touching. He said, Madison was a daughter, a granddaughter, a sister, a niece, a classmate, and a friend to many of you. By all accounts, she was an amazing young woman with limitless potential. She should not have been taken from us in this way. What happened to her was evil and our legal system will parcel out justice. Our collective grief and outrage cannot be put into mere words. So what can we do? It's time for action. One place to target our attention is the very place where this encounter began. All but one of the suspects involved in this horrific scenario were underage, yet were able to consume alcohol at a local bar. So now as for Reggie's bar, the ATC has suspended their license following the seriousness of the allegations and the potential threat to the public safety. And kind of as I mentioned before, there was three or four different scenarios over the course of the last couple years where incidences have happened at this local bar. And there's pictures of Maddie and her friends. And I mean, I'm guilty of a drinking underage and in college, like pretty much everybody has done it. But there's pictures of her at this bar with obvious drink cups in their hands and then pictures of them behind the bar because they worked there. So I definitely think they need to make this a safer place so that students feel safer.
1: Yeah, 110%. And I, you know, also speaking as somebody who was, you know, in my 20s at some point, because I didn't have my first drink, I don't think until I was 19 or 20. I just, I, you know, I, this sounds really lame, but my mom made me make a promise to her when I was going into middle school that I wouldn't drink or try any drugs until I at least got through high school. And then I got through high school and it was on. No, but, <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't try anything until I was like 19 and. I know one of the first times I drank, I did like 12 shots of pop off, like in a row, like a very cheap vodka. And I don't remember what happened that night, but there was nobody there to be like, hey man, this isn't a great idea. You know what I mean? Like
0: Maybe just take a shot or two.
1: Yeah. I used to mix Southern Comfort with Mountain Dew because that's what was there. You know, you just don't know what you're doing really. You know what I mean? In some ways it's kind of like giving kids like a loaded gun. You know, because mm-hmm. like you're capable of doing so much damage. You set out to have a good time, but like just the wrong thing could happen, you know, in your brain. We've talked about it before, but your frontal lobe isn't developed until you're like 25 years old. So you're in this environment like without your parents and, you know, where you finally got like some taste of freedom and you're right. just like pour the shots down my throat and, you know, you're just not equipped to handle it, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, this could have been me or any of my friends at any given time. Like, I hate to say that, but, you know, I like to think that I've been very aware of my surroundings and what was happening, but there's so many times that this could have been anybody that I know. And it's just so sad that it's happening the way that it is. And, you know, no one will know what happened in that car other than those four guys and Maddie. And unfortunately, she's not here to tell us her side of the story. And so, you know, hopefully as this continues to grow as a case will have justice served for maddie but
1: yeah i think dna is going to be a huge thing mm -hmm. you know especially Mm -hmm. if this happened like immediately after you know like it's going to be huge and like i said you know everybody is is innocent until proven guilty but i mean i would say just from a judgment call perspective and like allowing yourself to be in like a bad situation or a situation you shouldn't be in criminal guilt or not like you definitely should have been doing what you're doing you know Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it, John.
1: Well, should we talk deadbolt test?
0: Yeah, let's just hop right into it.
1: Cool. Well, I'll just go ahead and put a number on it. Like, you know, again, being a dad, which I feel like I talk about that all the time. It's like,
0: (laughs) we know you're a dad, John.
1: Hey, by the way, did you know I'm a dad? But literally like when.
0: Hey, are you a dad? Yeah, I'm a dad. Oh, okay. I didn't know.
1: But as we go through these cases, it's really hard, especially when it's young women, you know, and like thinking about the life that my kid is going to have, or like maybe the experiences that my wife has had at some, like I said, it's not uncommon for women to be in situations where they feel unsafe, you know? And I bet if you asked a hundred women, 99 to a hundred would probably be like, yeah, I have an incident where I didn't feel safe, you know? Yeah. hundred um, percent. And so for me, like, you know, is this, am I going to check my locks tonight? No. But is this something that I'm going to think about As my kid gets older and is this something that's going to stay with me possibly for years, I would say yes. So for me, I'm going to put this at Nate because I think when Millie gets old enough to go to like her first high school party, this is going to come back. And that's a decade plus. But
0: now you just have to make the same promise that you made with your mom with Millie. And, you know, hopefully Millie will follow in your footsteps and not try anything till she's out of high school.
1: Yeah. But Olivia, I was a nerd. Or just keep her locked up. It was easy for me because nobody was inviting me to parties. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean?
0: I think like, it's you easy down. to
1: be like it's easy to be like I just chose not to. When nobody's passing you a drink or a joint, it's really easy not to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, Kara was a cool kid. You know, she like she had a lot of friends and she was popular. And and you know, if Millie gets that, I'm like, oh, I'm so screwed. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know what I mean? I'm really hoping she's like a theater kid who likes to wear cape and like people are just like she's weird. I'm not gonna talk to her. <laughs>
0: Don't wish that upon my Millie.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to put it in eight and I'm just fingers crossed.
0: Yeah. I mean, this one's close to home and there's just so many things happening to college kids lately. I feel like I've done so many cases on that. You know, we have the Idaho murders. We had the Clemson bikini strangler. Like things are happening in these campuses that we're not thinking about. And I'm going to put it you know, right up there with you. I'm going to do about a seven. I just think this is a... I don't know. I, In my heart of hearts, I'm hoping that they didn't set out with intentions to kill Maddie. We don't know that they did. Right now, they're just charged with rape. But I want to say that these guys were doing the right thing and trying to bring her home. And I don't know what happened and what went wrong or where things took a turn. But unfortunately, it ended the way that it did. And it's just very scary. But
1: yeah, I definitely don't think that they set out to kill her. To me, what it sounds like is that she was hammered. They thought they were going to have a good time. And like worst case scenario, like we'll do what we want to do. She said yes. And then we'll drop her off on the side of the road, which is just a real like kind of terrible thing to do. I think for me, it speaks to not valuing somebody, looking at somebody as a commodity and I can get something that I want from them. And they're in a position physically from drinking too much that like it makes it easier to do that. You know what I mean? And that's Mm -hmm. like, that's messed up, you know? But well, that is where we fall on this week's short on time deadbolt test. Olivia's putting this in a seven. I'm going to put it in an eight. But of course, if you want to know where does the tragic story of Maddie Brooks fall on your deadbolt test. You can let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at Check the Locks Pod. Find us on Twitter at Check the Locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, we were talking earlier about the great hang that we had in there come kick it with us. We would love to interact with you. Love to have you be part of our family. Come hang out with us. If you're interested in supporting Check the Locks, we do have a Patreon. You can check it out at patreon.com forward slash check the locks. We have a bunch of different tiers, different levels. We got t-shirts, exclusive coffee mugs, stickers, all sorts of stuff just for being a patron. So if you want to help us keep the lights on, that is the best way to do that. And if you can't financially support the show, trust me, we definitely understand. Just listening to the show and sharing what we do with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if you're coming, you're listening to the shows every single week. Thank you so much. Let your friends know. Share it with them. It means the world to us. That is all that we have for this week's episode. Please make sure that you are subscribed to Check the Locks on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. We will see you next week with a brand new, truly terrifying, but bite-sized true crime case. Until then, don't forget to...
0: Check the Locks. See you next week. Bye.